perfect white teeth, all that might be left after the rest of them degenerated into a bubbling pile of protoplasm. He looked around my dim room, moving only his eyes, then stepped inside before I could say anything. The wind followed him in, blowing grit across my linoleum floor. All clear, Mr. Sweeney, the misshapen giant rasped, and a short, fine-boned man glided into the room past him. The giant pushed the door closed, shutting out the wind. Even in the dim light, I could see that his hand left an oily, sweaty palm print on my door. I suppressed a shudder. I would have recognized Sultan Sweeney even if I hadn't already heard talk on the streets about his grotesque bodyguard. He couldn't live along East Central Avenue for long without crossing Sultan's path or at least being warned away from him. He'd only been pimping girls along the cruise for a couple of years since arriving in town from his native New Orleans, but ruthlessness had been good for business. He wore a shiny charcoal suit worth more than my entire wardrobe. He straightened his lapels indignantly, glaring at the door as if the wind had nearly blown off his clothes. He ran a manicured hand over his hair, which was slicked back into a tight-fitting swim cap that framed his face. Sultan had the face of a china doll, high chiseled cheekbones and thin arching eyebrows and skin pale and creamy as yogurt. The face Michael Jackson has been paying to acquire. Sultan had come by his naturally, and it had made him a good living as the bait in a woman trap one that led to prostitution and degradation and early death. I'm looking for Bubba Mabry. That you? Sultan's tongue rolled thickly around the words, still dancing to a Bourbon Street rhythm, that peculiar mix of Dixie and Brooklyn spoken only in New Orleans. My leg bumped my bed, and I realized I'd been edging away from the big bodyguard. Uh, yeah, I'm Bubba Mabry. I looked from one to the other, trying to see if being Bubba Mabry was going to get me in trouble again. I couldn't read anything in the giant's lumpy face, but a hard glint behind Sultan's brown eyes made me nervous. And I crossed him somehow. What could I have done? I'd hardly left my room for days, a prisoner of the wind. What the matter, Bubba? Something wrong? No, no, I, I just wasn't expecting company. What can I do for you? You could start by offering me a seat. I blurted an apology and stepped out of the way so Sultan could reach my room's one easy chair. The big chair made him look even smaller as he settled back and crossed his legs. His shoes were pointed black loafers with a pebbly surface, alligator hide. The giant leaned against the door, blocking any escape. He reached into a pants pocket, which made me stiffen, and pulled out a wrinkled white handkerchief. He wiped his palms on it and patted his chin ever so carefully, like touching the tumid tumors would make him spread. I know it's not hard to stare at Huey, Bubba, but it ain't polite. Sultan smiled up at me from the chair. Sorry. Huey didn't seem offended. His ravaged face seemed incapable of much expression. 
Besides, Sultan said, I'd the one with the business proposition. Pay attention to me. I apologized again and perched on a corner of my bed, staring at Sweeney's face to show him I was concentrating. Uh, what kind of business? An investigation. That is what you do, isn't it? Uh, right, right. Sorry. You by the sorriest man I have met. Sultan gave me a chilly smile. You've apologized four or five times since we got here. My face flushed hot, but I swallowed and muttered something about having been half asleep when they knocked. Well, if you're sleeping in the daytime, I guess you've got time to do some nosing round for me. Depends on what it's about. Sultan's grin melted, and he shot me the same hawkish glare he'd given the windstorm. It's by Murray to Bubba. Thought you'd have figured that out by now.